0: good evening and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on tk pittsburgh sports podcast network i'm your host gary morgan with me as always is my good friend jim stam how you doing brother
1: I am good. I am here and you know for a team that's got a lot to sort out, there's never a boring moment, is there?
0: No, man. This is this is the fun part. You know, people people didn't like going through the rebuild. I completely get that. We're still in that that area. But this is the fun part when you start getting to see the prospects come up. Man, this this ain't the NFL like our our, our guest Smitty gets to cover all the time where they, they draft these suckers and they're starting the next week. That's not the way it works in, in Major League Baseball. So we got a little bit more to talk about on the back end of things. So I should introduce our guest from around the 412. He is Zach Smith. Smitty, most people would call him. How yeah, you doing, yeah. sir?
2: What's going on, fellas? Appreciate you having me back on here again, second time. Uh, I was immediately intimidated, though. As soon as you introduced Jim, I saw him pull that pen out, and I was like, oh, no, we've got a lot of research <laughs> going on. And I'm going to yeah. be
1: just will bring up dust on these conversations. I'll bring out the red one for
2: you, Smitty. Okay. All right. appreciate I it. I mean,
0: we're already behind the eight ball, Smitty, because I, I, I should tell everybody right now I'll fall on my sword. I forgot to tell my partner here. That we were recording an hour later than we normally do,
1: so yep. he's probably
0: been sitting here, note taking He's got like <laughs> he's got like David Letterman blue cards ready to just slam us with oh, all kinds of jokes and I'll stuff. Tell
1: you, I'll tell you, I get no respect. I'm the Rodney Danger field of <laughs> podcasting, so it's all good.
0: Anyways, man, I, where where should we start? I think. The easiest thing we can start with, I think, is possibly the most interesting thing there is about the Pirates this year, and that's O'Neill Cruz. It, I know that MLB changed some of the rules so that you can quit manipulating players. Jim and I have already discussed how we think that's really ineffective, what they've actually done. I don't think it's going to fix the problem. That said, it does make them maybe have pause. Plus, O'Neill Cruz is kind of killing it so i guess my question is guys can o'neill cruz break the mold can he be different than what we'd expect where he's not just going to come up in june like can he talk his way onto this roster on opening day and and jim i'll start with you brother what do you think
1: um you know what it would be nice not to have to talk or consider the um the CBA stuff with it and kind of contractually how that all works out and service time and whatnot. Unfortunately, it's a big part of it. It's a big part here in Pittsburgh more than most places. Um, I'd love to just talk about, man, look at his hit tool when he's ready, you know, um, or he looks ready. Um, I just think that once you bring in that huge factor, and I know everybody wants to see him on on the opening day roster. I just think that perfect world that would be great I think my overall question though would be what's the big rush if it saves I hate to say this of it but this is a system we have to live in if it saves some time on the back end for keeping him under control if if he goes down and rakes for two months in the minors if they let him work a little bit defensively on some things I'll live I'll wait till June. I know everyone's starving here in Pittsburgh because he seems like he could be the guy. But that's where I'm at. I'd be obviously super curious to hear both your reactions and takes on it because yeah, I'd love to have him. I'll wait I mean, a couple months. I think it's worth it.
0: I'll get into what I think a little bit more in a moment, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Smitty talk first because I mean, Smitty, the rules are the rules, and I don't like them any more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But Major League Baseball didn't do a good job of getting rid of this problem, and and that's yeah. on them. They could have easily gotten rid of Super 2 in general as a mm-hmm. rule. Yeah. They didn't. They could have <clears throat> easily made the reward system a lot more straightforward for calling guys up. They didn't. They could have easily penalized teams for not calling guys up. They didn't. So – yeah. It's within the rules. Part of me wants to say, is it stupid to call him up? Should you? Defensively, is he
2: ready? What do you think? Right. Yeah, well, you know, what's funny is when you sent me these and it said, can Cruz break the mold? I was immediately like, you could have just stopped at can Cruz. And I would have said, yes, this dude's a unicorn. He's an anomaly. He can do anything that he wants. Um, I, You know, that conversation that I didn't dive into too much on Twitter yesterday with my friend Ryan about Cruz starting here on opening day. We're or, or going down because the organization can fall back on wanting him to get reps in the outfield. And that being the excuse for keeping him down there and not on the opening day roster. Um, you know, I think at some point and I'm very open about this being a pretty casual fan not knowing you know much on the back end stuff and i get i understand the service time aspect of it and everything like that and i get you know wanting to keep him an extra year but like when do you start making moves from like a pr standpoint if you will or just like literally like this move just letting him start an opening day and not just doing that for service time reasons that just show like the fans some good faith and like we want to put the best possible product even though it's not gonna be very good product that we have in the system right now out onto the field you know, like when do those right. moves start to happen? When does that how much does that play into their decision to do so?
0: I mean, if you think about it like that, it's a fair point. If you think about it like that, you have to think like. I mean, I think I heard Dayon say something really similar to this this morning, actually, on his uh, daily shot of pirates. You have to think about how much of a PR campaign they would have to spend money on to recoup the losses of not bringing him up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which would ultimately be cheaper, right? He said this, he said that about the Brian Reynolds contract, which we'll talk about later, but it applies for O'Neill Cruz, too, right? And to me, if you roll the dice and don't bring him up till June or July, it's such a sweet spot that they've created in the CBA. If you bring him up too early, You're giving him a really good shot to get rookie of the year and earn that year of service time anyway. And then all you've done is cheated the fans of a couple months of watching him play. You bring him up too late. He's not going to win it, but he's probably still going to be eligible to win it next year. Mm -hmm. So all you've done is kick the can down the road and change the the dates really (laughs) very slightly. I, I think to me, I watch the kid play, and, and for once, I just make a baseball decision. He, he's better than anything we got. It's time. Bring him up. I use that DH, and I, I use shortstop, and I use the outfield opening, and I, I let the kid play. Do I think they're going to do that? Unfortunately, no. <clears throat> well that- I, guess, I guess that's what we have to ask is how is that going to make you feel ultimately if he's not there?
1: Yeah, and – you, you, the only thing I, I, I'll add to it, and then I'll, I'll sit back and let you guys close this one out. But uh, there's just um, the one thing I would say is if we somehow don't get we lose a year of him and he turns out to be, say, an Acuna type or a Franca type or a Tatis type guy. We're going to want that extra time with him at the end, and we won't have it. And that could be a huge, huge, huge factor here in Pittsburgh. So I will just say I would rather err on the side of caution with the guy and um, see see how it plays out. And so, I'll say
0: the only one he really compares with, honestly, there, before I go back to Schmitty, is is Juan Soto because all the rest of those guys got those big extended contracts. Didn't well they, they
1: did. I'm just talking pure talent wise though. You know like I mean just talent wise.
0: Right. But say Schmidty, why don't they just for once they, they have no payroll. Why don't they just for once say screw it and throw him one of those big deals and just be done with it and call him up?
2: I hey, if it was my decision they would. But uh, but it's not I, I, I definitely see where Jim's coming from, though, um, and I'm not going to be like super upset if he's not, I guess. But I know that there are people that are going to be and Those are the fans that I'm speaking for are the ones that are like, why isn't this guy on the opening day right. roster? Um, because, you know, like you, I, I I want him to be. I don't think that he's going to be if I had to take a guess right now. I think he starts in AAA. I,
0: I think that there's a, an argument to be made either way. And, yeah, I do, too. And the thing is. uh, it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't fly over everybody's head before we go to a break. It shouldn't fly over everyone's head that we have two players along the same ilk here, O'Neal Cruz and Rowanzi Contreras, both right there should be ready to come up, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to be upset when Rowanzi doesn't make it because I think just his outing today shows he's got a little bit of work to do. And people are kind of a little bit more afraid of of bringing pitchers up too early as it is. So I don't think you're going to see that. Plus everybody loves the long ball and this dude's golfing long balls out. I just think, I just think there's a lot of people that are going to be very disappointed by that. And there's really no getting around it. So I guess at the end of the day, follow your plan and make a good decision or whatever decision you think is right. We supposedly trust Ben that he's doing the right thing. Right. So I guess we have to follow him on that one too, right?
1: I at six foot seven and super athletic and and can hit the ball mile is um, super sexy in baseball and um, it's intoxicating. That's what we're seeing and that's what we're seeing on Twitter with everybody. So hey, it's a good problem to have. I will say that for a team that needs more good problems to have.
0: Yeah, it's a nice way to put it. Actually, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break because we're not going to finish any nicer than that. welcome back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network gary smitty and jim with you and we figured we already talked about o'neill cruz i don't think he's in any danger of being dfa'd so we're gonna (laughs) so we're gonna move on to something else that i think people should have their eyes on a little bit we're getting to the serious time here this is where we start making some decisions on this roster and i I think there are a few players that are in danger of being on their last shot and Smitty, I mean, you're watching as a casual fan. I know you're not sitting there watching every inning of a spring training game like me, which, you know, I'm kind of jealous of, but <laughs>
1: he has a life Gary. I, mean, I don't
0: know, so, man. They're they've know. Been
2: breaking out the lumber company in spring training. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about?
0: Actually they have, honestly, they've, they've, they're doing what, what happens in the spring. They're making people excited. So, <laughs> all right. So who, who's on your bubble here? Like, who do you think is probably out the door or at least has to do something big in the last two weeks?
2: First guy I went as far away from the organization as possible is Anthony Alford. We'll Boom. see him Pack the bags. Get him out of here. I'll drive him wherever he needs to go. I don't care. I mean, but quick
0: I straw poll. Him- we all agree, right?
1: <laughs> uh, you know we might as well just get the obvious one out of the way yeah yeah i feel i feel bad because he seems like he seems like actually a pretty nice guy Yep. and he has not had the easiest road he's had some injuries um so i he you looks know the
2: part like that's the thing that's so frustrating is he looks the part of at the very least like a fourth outfielder if not you know a starting guy in the corner but like no oh. he, he showed nothing
1: yeah, if you were if you were building a baseball player looks wise <laughs> in a laboratory, yeah. it would look like Anthony Alford. But you know, even when you go back and look at his numbers and the little bit of time that he's gotten here and there, with um, man, I don't even know he's been with more than a couple organizations now. So um, uh, he's just
0: been with Toronto and Pittsburgh, I think.
1: Oh, really? Okay, I thought there yeah. was one other one in there. Okay, nope. um, but even when he has gotten some playing time. Boy, you're sifting through a lot of bad to try to find the good. Um, so even then, it starts to be like, you know what? If it doesn't happen now, after the last couple seasons with even the Pittsburgh Pirates, it's time, right? Isn't it? I mean,
0: we're talking about Mason Martin. There's people already talking about Mason Martin being a busted prospect because he's got like a. Strikeout rate in the 30s. Mm -hmm. Anthony Alfords is in the 70s. Yeah. (laughs) This dude is done. Toast. So, Smitty, I'm sorry, we cut you off. Who else you got besides the obvious?
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's go through here. So, I was, I was, I pulled up the 40 man roster today, along with reading Gary, your most recent article on Bucks in the Basement with who you thought was going to be on the roster. Kind of two and two together there, was putting this list together. Um, so I would think one of the, the cause there's gotta be something with the, the pitching too, right? Some of these pitches gotta yeah, yeah. go. So the three that I put on here and two I actually don't know a whole lot about, so I'm curious is because one of them's a lefty, so I feel like that gives them a little bit of an advantage. Will Crow, Anthony Banda, and Jared Ikoff, between those three names, one of them is going to be DF8. I'm, I'm I'm putting it, I'm putting my stamp on it right now.
0: Well, Ikoff, I'll start right there. Ikoff Isn't on the 40-man, so he can just start in AAA. He has a minor league contract, and
2: we won't DFA him.
0: But I also don't think he has a a prayer in hell of making the team, so (laughs) no worries there. Banda, he is on the 40-man. That's a a possibility. I haven't even seen him pitch yet. So chances are he's at least going to be on a short leash. That's a very good one. Will Crow. Jim and I have talked about this quite a bit. I think Will Crow's got a shot to be a hell of a bullpen arm.
2: I really do. Okay.
0: And is that the role
2: that we think that they're going to put him in? Or do you think he's competing for a spot in the rotation?
0: I don't think he – I think he thinks he is. Okay. And I think the Pirates would probably tell him he is. But when I look at the options for starting rotation, his name doesn't come up to like seven or eight for me. So I don't see it. And I think, as Jim said last week, I think, you see him in a 2-3 inning role where he can really shorten his picks, pitch mix a little bit and, and shove, like give it a, little, a few extra miles per hour on the fastball a little bit. I think he's a guy that will probably do really well in the bullpen. So I, I don't think they'll cut him loose, but I think Banda is probably in trouble. You're right. That said, we haven't seen hardly any of the relievers pitch, have we, Jim?
1: No, that's what's funny is um, I haven't got to see every game. Um, so maybe that's a blessing. But uh, I started right, looking – Just dislike
0: you too then, but
1: <laughs> let's pay I, back I,
0: for this hour I had you sit here.
1: That's Forget right. It. There's a couple more digs coming in, so just, uh, just <laughs> sit tight. But uh, no, th- that's what's funny is here we are how many days out from – uh, putting together the major league roster and there are some guys that boy they need to get in to get them in there and get some work right um crow to me is somebody that like i think if what you just saw in his first start was kind of what we always see with crow and then so it just reinforces to me like bullpen, long relief type guy, they're going to let him try that next. And then if that doesn't work out, but I think this year he's fine. He's going ha- to have a spot. Um, you know, I'm going to throw out a name, and I can just – this will get Gary's eye, eye rolling, eyes rolling. But I'll tell you what, if this was a normal organization and he gets bombed again like he did in his first outing, and keeps getting bombed, Jose Quintana.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I mean, if he looks anything like that the rest of spring training, that that was not a major league pitcher. So uh, you, you want to talk about guys that are out of gas sometimes. Again, one start, I realize it, everybody relax. He's going to have plenty of opportunities. We'll see. But There's um, a good
0: chance on another team. That's a minor league signing with an invite.
1: He got DFA'd last year. So, you know, and I think he was like at 8 million and and whatnot. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, other teams, they don't have a problem with it. It's the only caveat I'd add here is that that, that's why he would stick. But, man, if he looked anything like that the rest of spring training, that was as ugly as I can remember watching a guy that was supposed to have something left.
0: He was bad, and, and that makes me ask you a question, Smitty, because, again, I intentionally had you on here because you're a little bit more casual about the Pirates. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't want to like make fun of the fact that you're not as into it as the rest of us, and I want to take ahead. advantage of it, because what the Pirates need to be targeting is people like you, not people like me. I'm already watching it. They need people like you. So when you see somebody like Jose Quintana, even for you, a casual fan, you know his name. Yeah. So when they sign Jose Quintana, what goes through your head is the first thing you think: like, oh, there you go. Which was, and what, then you one? look in, and then you look into the numbers, or is it just like right away you're like, that dude's got to be fifty. And like, they, <laughs> you know, like
1: what do you? They did for- give him one year, two million guaranteed. So let's make sure everyone's aware of, it, it, you know, what his yeah. contract is. So. No,
2: I'm sure that there were people that just like name recognition were excited about it. But I was like, oh, that's a name I know, but it is far too late for this to mean anything. He, he's right. so beyond washed. It doesn't even matter. Um, but I so I don't want to necessarily like spin off of this and turn it into something else. But I will say, like, I want to pose the question if the organization were willing to have. And I know that you said Contreras didn't look ready in his in. in today right. but say that they felt like he was would he would maybe tintana would he lose his spot to a guy like that if they felt Contreras was ready for the majors
0: i'll say that i don't think they would be afraid to put him in the bullpen at the very least okay if if somebody like that was ready or if they felt they had five i mm-hmm. guess like
1: we're. we're i would hope here- we're going to be getting to that point What we're doing here is we're boxing
0: (laughs) ourselves into a corner where we have to talk about the rotation because everything we say relates back to what that rotation looks like. So if we don't build that out, none of this has context. So, okay, we have Jose Quintana. We're all giving a rotation spot just because Mm -hmm. we've been Pirate fans long enough to know that $2 million means he's at least getting a good crack at it, right? Just like Trevor Cahill did last year, even though he didn't deserve it. Just like Jordan Lyles, the year before him didn't deserve it, right? So let's just go down the list, and it's it's a veteran pickup. You know they're going to stick him in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You went and got Thompson from Miami, and you yep. purposefully got him because you wanted somebody that was going to make this rotation pretty quickly. I have a feeling he's going to make this rotation pretty quickly. Yeah, Bryce Wilson, same thing. You went and got him because you wanted somebody that has some experience as a starter was a highly touted prospect. You bring him in here because you want his experience, Brubaker and Keller. I'm done. There's my five. And I don't really want to get cute on this episode talking about piggybacking and six starters and all the Mm -hmm. crap that they could do. Let's just put a five forward and just say, that's what we think the rotation is. Right.
1: Keep it simple.
0: Right. I always I always say when people talk about signing a new guy, where's he going? Like, if you're going to bring in another number five, who are they competing with? I don't want them competing with the guys that I just talked about at the bottom of that list. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they are now. I don't want to guess next year. I don't want to guess as this year goes on. Let's just not bother with that. This team isn't good enough to be like going out and trying to get a number one pitcher. If you're not going to do that, don't do it. Just let me see what this is. So I go yeah. back and I ask, why did we bring in Quintana in the first place? That's not a help. Because like you said already, Smitty, they could be gone with Will Crow again. He pitched more innings than anybody last year. Dylan Peters they have. Max Cranick, yeah. they have. Ruanzi Contreras. Miguel Yajure. I can go down the list. I could go 10 deep before I get to Quintana. So do we want signings or do we want signings like we're watching go around the league? You can relate that back to the NFL if you want, because early on it looked like the Steelers weren't going to do anything before they, they mm-hmm. got rolling, right? And everybody was yeah. panicking. So what do you think about that? Does it matter as much like that you signed somebody like Quintana?
2: No, not to right. me. Yeah. No, I mean I, I guess I can understand the sentiment. Like, is it but is, is a guy like Jose Quintana gonna move the needle in terms of like selling tickets or getting fans excited? I don't I don't think so.
0: I definitely don't think so. Six years ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know like, right. I'm hey, talking tra- the Josh before, Bell trade.
0: Before the Archer trade. Yeah. We were like it was rumored that Jose Quintana was up in, in the White Sox and everybody was freaking out. Oh, we gotta get Quintana. That's what we need. He's our Liriano. Back then, that would have moved the needle
2: mm-hmm.
0: now, everybody knows you signed him for two million dollars. It just seems like it seemed faulty from the beginning to me. I don't expect it to go well. It's actually one of the more disappointing signings that they've had this year. <laughs> if you ask me i I was more excited about Vogelbach, and I'm not really happy about that either so you know
1: i i it's funny um he's another one that I even mentioned today like he got guaranteed money too. Wasn't much, um, 800 K. Yeah. Well, Uh, a million if
0: you count his buyout for next year, but
1: right. So, um, again, another guy that if he completely fell flat in his face here in spring, um, they'll probably let him, you know, get some at bats anyway during the season. But, um, typical situations typical teams i think both of those guys would be on the outside looking in that might just make it by default why is Vogelbach
0: here though i'll let you both take a crack it, because i think i know why why do you think vogelbach's really here why do you think they signed him smitty
2: i think uh people in the front office just want to see a couple balls land on the river this year no i i really i honestly like i i don't know um Jim, you seem confused
0: by him too. Why do you think they signed Vogelbach? What's your interpretation of that signing?
1: I don't know. Um, so just tell me what's on your mind, because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, if it's there, I'm not seeing it.
0: So they have somebody to play first base that can hit some home runs when they trade Yoshi. When? When they trade Yoshi, yes. Hmm. He won't finish the season here. One way or another. One year contract? No way. So Vogelbach is here basically to stem the tide and hopefully get them through to Mason Martin or whoever's next.
1: If you ask makes, me. Makes sense. I'll tell you when, you know, this has nothing to do with that argument because it makes sense. But when I watch a guy like Yoshi and I watch a guy like Vogelbach and how they how they um, both approach things, one just seems like such a much better hitter and chance of being a hitter than than one than the other one, and um, um, so he doesn't excite me all that much. But no, I mean I can see what you're saying. I, um, Yoshi being on the one year deal, hopefully he hits a little and then they can move him. But um, I don't think he he either of them would be long term plans anyway. So. Yeah
0: also tells it's, me they don't
2: trust Michael Chavis. Yeah, I was going to say, like, defensively, yeah. what's their best option at first base?
0: Um, probably, probably Colin Moran.
2: <laughs> and he plays for Cincinnati
0: now. So um,
1: no. Honestly, probably Ch- Michael Chavis or Chavis, however you want to say it, um, just because he's more athletic than the other two. Yeah. I mean, just quite honestly. I mean, the he other might. two might are be. just just by virtue of just natural ability.
0: This spring, though, he's also looked like the worst in the three as far as hitting goes. Yeah. So, I mean, easily, too. He, he might have looked almost as bad as Anthony Alford.
1: Well, let me ask you, Gary, is there anybody else that you saw on the, on the 40 man that you thought maybe on the outside looking in or might be at risk?
0: I really like the Anthony Banda pick. That's a good one, uh, mostly because... I think he was kind of bubblish anyway. So um, I think Sam Howard's a pretty good lefty that they're yep. pretty high on. Um, I'm not. I don't think they need to have three or four. It's not like that's a, a thing anymore. The specialists. So I'm not too concerned about that. And I think Bond is somebody that could probably slip through waivers. Yeah. If they really wanted to. I think so too. Um, to be be honest, though. Because even though I put that theory forward, Vogelbach's a guy, for me, that's probably in danger of of a potential DFA at some point.
1: If if he shows just absolutely zero, you know, he's another guy that they could probably do that with, uh, too, right? I mean, in the sense of...
0: I don't think he'd clear because everybody wants to give power a chance, but... You know, it's almost like you if you DFA a, a pitcher who can hit 98 on the gun even though he sucks and has a mm-hmm. width of 1.55, you're like, that dude can hit 98. We're going to give him a shot, right? <laughs> yeah. There's always a Ben Charrington out there with his scouring pad looking through the,
2: the Speaking of lefty relievers, though, I mean, you mentioned Sam Howard being the reason to not keep Banda, but like we met. What about Dylan Peters? Where does that leave a guy like him?
0: Right, he's a swing man, I think. So he's got an option to be in the bullpen or, or um, potentially even in the rotation somehow. Like okay. I look at him as a really good drop-in replacement for Quintana. Mm. Like if if Quintana he, doesn't work out, Dylan Peters is who I'd use.
1: He's probably the best kind of, in my mind, the best kind of Swiss Army knife out of any of the pitchers that you want to be able to kind of be able to move around and, and be able to offer different things. So he gets a little bit of uh safety just from his uh, versatility. I do think too. Yeah.
0: Sneaky. Good too. sneaky. Good. <laughs> yeah. He, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have big velocity, Mm-mm. but he's really deceptive on his delivery. And there's something about it that people just can't pick up. Yeah. Righties or lefties. And I mean, you don't see him get raked a lot. He'll give up some hits and he'll give up home runs. It's not like he doesn't make mistakes like anybody else, but he's a guy that he, he very rarely is going to get shelled.
1: anybody I, that kinda like that. Anybody that reminds me of Joe dirt on the pitching mound, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, so yeah, dude, and- he's got, he's got baby
0: doll hair, doesn't he? Like it just hangs there like all heavy, <laughs> like it's made out of horsetail. Yeah, something. him
1: and uh, him and Transam Sam are, are, are my guys out, out there in the pen, so we'll leave it oh, at that. Man.
0: All right, so, so basically, according to us, guys that aren't going to get DFA'd are not safe because we want Quintana and <laughs> other guys <laughs> like, and Vogelbach to be in trouble, and they're probably not. But regardless, it's a good conversation, and I do like remembering that even though we, d- we may not think they're going to get DFA'd right now, I fully expect 10 to 14 players that are on this team to not be on it next year. So yeah, at some is. point that turnover is coming.
2: That's Can I, I want to ask about one player to see what you guys think about Hoy Park.
0: Yeah. Shame that he got stuck over in Korea for a while with the COVID and everything. He just got here. Um, his entrance was basically hitting a home run. So mm-hmm. that's good. I like his versatility in the field. I think it's necessary. Um, the only other person that I think can make the club that could play third base is him or Chavez, so. Uh
1: He's actually he's, really good in the field. Anywhere they've put him, he has more than um, held his own. Yeah, but the
0: bat has never come along.
1: No, it hasn't.
0: Except for in AAA for the Yankees. And then... Small spurts here. I need to see it a little bit, but do I think he's going to get a chance? Yes, I think he's going to get a chance this year because I don't think that Diego Castillo has been so tremendous that they have to say goodbye to Hoy Park right now, although I have been very impressed by Diego Castillo. Um, That would be my flip point right there. If Castillo is going to make it, then Park is in trouble. But I don't think that, I don't think that they're feeling pressed into the, into action there. They already added him to the forty man, so it's not a problem if they want to change their minds later.
1: Yeah. Hoy Park is one of those guys. If he could just hit a little bit with his versatility, he's such a perfect guy to have on your team. As far as even if he's not going to start much. He's just a perfect guy to be able to do numerous things instead of taking up several roster spots to be able to do it. I mean, so- I'll tell
0: you, like Schmidt, you read my piece earlier today. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my plan is based on cutting Anthony Alford. Yeah. And not well yeah. and not replacing him with, with another pure cool outfielder. I'll use Cole Tucker. I'll use Hoy Park. I'll use Michael Chavez. Yeah. They can all play a corner outfield if they have to in a pinch, and they're not bad at it. So, as long as they're not putting Yoshi out there, I'm okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and to be honest, flashbacks,
1: have, flashbacks, well, the right field last year. To wow. be
0: honest, though, you have to be liking what you're seeing from, from some of these guys. They're like Allen has been mm-hmm. pretty good, pretty yep. good. I've been very impressed by what I've seen from him. Plays a good field. He, he's getting the balls. He's got a decent arm. He's put the ball over the wall a couple times already, and and they weren't in into Leecom wind either. So, I'm pretty happy with with his performance so far. The speed's crazy. I mean, like the guy gets on, and he's he's got a terrific stolen base percentage. <laughs> like he doesn't get caught. He may not he's steal a, 50 bases, uh-huh. but he don't get caught.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's just in a good situation with the Pirates. They kind of need a player like him. Yeah. So um, they don't really have a guy like a Greg Allen um, for what I think they envision him to do with what you're talking about, which is be able to play left field. Uh, he can run a little bit. If he can do anything, it fits him well. Yeah. I think they're looking for a pulse from him, and so far he's been more than a pulse. So. Right, and
0: he's 29 years old. So you right. don't care about his future any more than you care about him being part of yours. You know what I mean? Nope. Mm-hmm. You 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 just use him until he's gone and move on. <laughs> that's all there is to it. The best right.
2: part is him, you know, showing what he is means. Anthony Alford. We'll see you.
0: Exactly. I think no, but I think that's what they ultimately have to do. We'll see if they. Yeah. How many chances can you give a guy? Sorry. I mean, I know he's had some bad breaks and whatnot. But yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wish it's him the time. best. And I, wish and him I'd the have best, been, but... I'd have been right there on Cole Tucker if he didn't show up the way he has in the spring. He looks different physically. He's making different contact. He's he's bouncing all over the field, playing all kinds of different positions competently. What more can you ask for from the kid? You want him to play, like, like up to his pedigree for once? That's what he's doing. Let's let him do it. You know, I mean, I've taken him completely off my DFA list. I... I just don't think, and I I went into it, anybody that listens to this show knows I I for sure wrote him off and said he should be gone. Mm -hmm. And I 100% changed my mind. He showed up as a different guy this time.
1: Well, and and quite honestly, he doesn't have the pressure anymore, I think, that he might have felt there for a while. Um, He's not going to be expected to starting every day. He's going to be asked to... Be able to provide some versatility. I don't think that I think they envision him. When I was watching the, the the broadcast the other day, kind of envision him being useful around the diamond in several different areas, and he doesn't have to worry about that. The those expectations of where he was drafted and probably where he was drafted probably wasn't very fair to him. So that's a good. What point. more? Yeah. What more can you ask for him? Um, He's a likable kid. Hopefully, he sticks in this role. Um, it's hard to ask for much more of him from an attitude perspective, too.
0: I mean, Anthony offered if he if he does get cut, we could just start a rumor that Mike Tomlin was watching him work out, and he's going to be the backup running back. <laughs> what do you think? Everybody thinking, like that idea? Okay. Did they have I- a
2: pre-draft visit? That's what absolutely. I, need to know I all right, absolutely, absolutely,
0: yeah. and they and they brought their running back coach and. He had a. Clip they went order. to dinner, yeah. And there's a picture oh. of Tomlin smiling, looking at his side.
1: <laughs> and you know what? See, I was wondering where you were going to go with that. I kind of saw him as maybe a safety type, maybe like a heavy, <laughs> like a heavy hitter safety type guy. See,
0: now you're saying you're saying that Edmonds is out. Is that what you're saying? Like, come
1: on. Well, hey, you know what? Six one, two fifteen. A little bit of a heat seeker. Um, they haven't signed Edmonds. Honey Badger isn't here yet, so maybe Love it's it. uh, yet. maybe yet. Yet. So <laughs> look at us stomp. Look at us, Settle down.
0: <laughs> look at us stomping all over four format here. Let's stick with one sport. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna intro a new segment for y'all. welcome back to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network and uh we're going to debut a new segment uh in this episode and uh it's going to be called call your shot so what we want basically is for you guys to send us in videos asking a question starting a topic something you'd like us to talk about get your point out there it's just a way for us to have more of you heard than inviting you on the show all the time. It's difficult for us to continue to, to, to mow through as many people as we want to have on the show. So this is just a way to get you on a little quicker. And, um, so I'm going to take a quick second here to scroll up a video. When we come back, that's what we're going to discuss. Okay.
1: Hey, Gary and Jim, Uh,
0: I was wondering if you understand why pirates fans are so impatient with the current build. It was really apparent uh, that this was going to be a multi-year process. Um, and yet some pirates fans want instant gratification. Why is that? All right, Jim. So that's our old buddy, James Littleton, who's been on the show a couple times here. And yep. You know, great question because I agree. Ben Charrington pretty much laid out what was going to happen here. He was going to tear this thing apart. He was going to build it from the ground up. And it seems like people want it to be over uh, a year earlier than I think any of us planned on it being over, right? Um, At least. Well, like James said, what makes people so impatient about it? I mean, I think what happened with Brian Reynolds the other day is one one of the things that kind of makes it, makes it get to the boiling point so quickly, you know? It's one of those little things you thought they could take care of. You didn't expect them to be good this year, but can you at least not screw up something good you do have? I mean, Smitty, it, what do you think, man?
2: Yeah, I I think as far as it goes to just like the that question on the surface, I think fair or not to this current regime, they're a product of the all the years before it as well. Um, and, and fans are just never going to be satisfied with the fact that we've seen in my lifetime four winning seasons and three playoff seasons. I am going to turn 27 years old this summer, uh, so think about that. So, you know, I think that, like I said, fair or not to this current front office, um, it's that's the, that's the way it is. That's always it's always to be viewed by pirate fans is they're not willing to spend. Yada right. yada yada, and no one is actually going to be willing to wait to see this whole thing play out. Every year they're going to expect not not expect that things are going to be different, but you know, complain when they aren't.
0: Every year it's time for it to be different, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, Jim, we're obviously <laughs> a little older than Smitty. Because,
1: a little bit. Know, just, just a little bit. Couple he, months. He's a, he's a,
0: he's a bastard. And a half twenties. Young <laughs> Buck.
1: Young though.
0: <laughs> but you know. I'm 45. I've seen five winning seasons. You know, like I haven't seen that many more. You know, it's yeah. that, that's that's the thing. It's been around a long time. I love how we lump all the history into one lump, though. We all 40 years are Bob Nutting. He hasn't been here all 40 years. All 40 mm-hmm. years are Ben Charrington. That's feels the way like they it. always do things right. Well, it's it's a different organization now. Yep. So when they start doing things like this with Brian Reynolds, which is not different, I think that's what pisses us off. What do you What do you think, Jim? I mean,
1: i I think it's too I think it's too pronged. Um, I think maybe you have like a little bit newer um, uh, set of pirate fans that are coming along. Um, or people that are just, you know, uh, getting familiarized with how they're doing this. And they might not understand sometimes how long it takes when you do strip things down to, to where the pirates did. Yeah. Um, so you've got that aspect. And so maybe people don't understand that. It's going to take some time, especially especially when you have ownership that's not willing to maybe supplement things here and there. Okay, so you've got that, and then you've got kind of the uh, maybe older, more cynical crowd um, that is just waiting for something to go wrong or go bad, and so when something like the Reynolds thing comes up, it turns into uh, – here we go again, and man, I totally get it, because I was doing the same thing the other day. I was hot about the Brian Reynolds you, thing. you got to think, too, 20,
0: 20 years ago, even, you don't even hear about this. We don't even know about it.
1: You're talking about the uh, arbitration yeah. process. Yeah we, yeah, we don't
0: even know no. about it. We hear he goes arbitration. Yeah. We're not even thinking about this. No. This doesn't even cross our mind. I remember Barry Bonds very well. I remember it not hitting the news that there was a chance he wasn't going to be a pirate forever until 1992. Yeah. Like that's when the news was broke to me that he was leaving. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I had no idea and baseball is just starting to change right then. But I have another theory on this. I that, that kind of makes me feel I I think a lot of fans of the Pirates didn't become fans of the pirates until the wild card years in the mid 2010s, so they jumped on the bandwagon when they were good and cannot for the life of them understand that that was rare in this franchise,
1: yeah. And I let me let me interject real quick right there, and I will say. At least, how I view jumping on the bandwagon is, is it just so happens to be that that's when they kind of came into your collective consciousness. That, you know, it wasn't like you were just like waiting yeah, for. Yeah, you had no reason to, to watch good. them.
0: They stunk. Yeah,
1: or maybe that's just your the age of when you kind of came along getting into sports and it lined up perfectly. So, anyways, go ahead, Gary. I just, you know, like jumping on the bandwagon, it just probably lined up for a lot of people. I'm submitting maybe you were one of them.
2: Oh no! I I had season tickets even before that. Actually, it's oh, funny okay. because my dad's work used to have season tickets. Do you know what the last year was that they had those season tickets? No, two thousand
0: twelve. Oh, right before it. Perfect. Right
2: before that was the last year that they had. <laughs> but then I got. But then I got my own with a well twenty game plan with a buddy of mine. But in two thousand fifteen. We went to, I think it was like more like 50 games. Like I was there all the time in 2015. We just went to the ballpark expecting they were going to win. No, but yeah, I think like, and it's with the Reynolds thing, right? It's like the arbitration process is what it is. And it's so common. Like it's not like just the Pirates. Look at the White Sox with Giolito right now. And that's been a big thing. Atlanta's done
0: it with five players this year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, But it's like, you know, for the Pirates to show that things aren't the same, to show a little good faith, why not make him, you know, the highest paid player? on the team right. for a year. Why, why is Perez making more money than him behind the plate? You know, like. And exactly.
1: What, Bad taste and in what it mouth. Does, yeah, and what it does subconsciously or maybe even consciously right now, and it, it, it raises the question, if they are doing this, and they're willing maybe to ship him out or even, you know, thinking about it. Are they thinking that the rebuild's not, where it needs to be it's going to take longer Mm, and then all of a sudden now you are getting people pissed off because it's going to be even longer than than what people already were maybe impatient about going back to james's original question so this thing is layered fellas at least in my book
0: right i i mean it's a it's definitely a multifaceted thing and i don't think there's any one answer for any for like the entirety of, of pirates fandom there's a lot of different reasons why people are tired of it. Some of it is just, I'll be honest, like you watch like k news, like up until very recently, Bob Pompiani would literally openly just say they should spend more money. It was <laughs> like just this year that he decided to finally get on board and say, oh yeah, hey, they need a salary cap in Major League Baseball. Well, Bob, a lot of these people have been calling you on Sundays on, on the fan for a year and a half telling you that and you'd hang up on them. So, thanks for getting on board, but the damage is done. And I'm picking on Bob Pompiani, but like, you don't understand how this sport works, and you want to compare them to the Steelers that can just remake their team in one off season after their franchise quarterback retires, and you know they're going to be eight and nine next year, or nine and eight at least. They don't have to bottom out, right? You could argue yeah. they should, but it's a different sport in mm-hmm. the same city you watch the penguins just 17 years or 16 years in a row in in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, one of, if not two of the best players in hockey for the best part of three decades. Like it's not the same game, Mm -hmm. you know? So the frustration boils over because a people don't want to hear the excuses. They want to see results. I think, too,
2: it was like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, B, the Pirates do everything in their power to make sure you don't see results. Yeah, I think another part of that whole the whole thing, too, with Reynolds is like when I don't remember who it was. I wish I did so I could give them credit. I'm sure multiple people put it out there on Twitter. It was like when bringing up the word extension to Reynolds, he was just like so thrown off like, oh, that was never even like talked about. Basically, like it had never been mentioned. I mean, well, it was Brian. Reynolds himself said it. Well, no, but I'm saying somebody put out the tweet saying that. Oh yeah, out, it, Reynolds had said that.
0: Well, he said it to and, Alex Stump. He said it to Jason yeah, Mackey. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a surprise. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we all knew that he that they they hadn't reapproached him this year. But I think we kind of hoped that maybe before they went into the arbitration process, they would yeah. have done something, mm-hmm. throw a piece of paper in front of the guy. I mean, like what what. What I think my biggest fear is with the whole thing is the timeline works out that if if this team gets good in the next year or two we're going to be dealing with a Brian Reynolds expiring contract in 2025 and and that's what stinks because even you know and they and they could trade him and move that timeline back but either way that's frustrating for people that have followed this all along and kind of want him to be the foot in the ground
2: mm-hmm
0: which you need somebody to be, and, uh, yeah. and if if that's O'Neill Cruz, okay, tell me it's O'Neill Cruz. You know, basically, tell me you don't love me and leave me instead of making me linger in this terrible marriage for five extra years. You know what I mean? Like, you, let me know I, it's happening.
1: I think I think that's an a, a really uh, interesting aspect to it is is you know is the fan base sitting here thinking that Brian Reynolds is that you know foot in the sand line in the sand this is who we're building around and is management thinking no it's going to have to be o'neill cruz we're not there yet yeah we just don't know yeah maybe um i think that's that's something to really keep an eye on here um but yeah i think uh just to put a, a, a bow on it yeah people are people are frustrated for a lot of different reasons um, the Pirates have given fans plenty of different reasons to to be like that, too.
0: They sure have. I'll tell you what, let's make Eddie work overtime tonight and do a second video because I really don't want to explain to all of you exactly what we're looking for. I'd rather show you what we're looking for. So we're doing a couple yeah. of these tonight to kind of give you a an example of what we want you to send us and what we're going to do with it. So let's uh, have a little more fun here. Hey Jim, hey Gary. My question is uh, how much faith you guys have in the theory of John Baker in Charrington where all this development is going to pan out. Um, they doubled down on development oriented and analytics coaches Radke Haddad and and Chad Noble and Andy Haynes and uh, Christian Moreno. All these folks are very analytically oriented. Um, and you have all these folks to enhance and fix. JT Brubaker, Will Crow, Mitch Keller, Max Kranich, Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker. Like last season, we were asking, are these guys going to get fixed or not? So this is this is really going to be a big question uh, for this season. So I wondered what your guys' thoughts were. All right, so that was our buddy Doug Smith that, you know, um, man, I think he was on a really early episode back when this was just a podcast instead of being on, on YouTube as well. So it was long ago. Jim, I think you were on that one. Yeah, I was. Can... He was
1: he was a good guest.
0: Yeah. But Doug's real big on spring training, so this is the kind of stuff he really pays attention to. He goes down there for three weeks just about every year. Ooh. So um and they do like car cruises and stuff while they're down there too. It's a whole thing. But um good question. The development system is obviously integral to all of this working, right? I think that we were both really impressed when we were listening to the new pitching assistant that they hired right yep dewey 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 robinson we heard him interviewed in the booth man he he certainly talked about this system like it was different and he had no reason to jump here from tampa bay if he didn't think so so what did that make you think jim i mean is the development system changing have you seen any evidence
1: um well, I mean, he asked if 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 uh, if you have any faith in it. I mean, I, I guess we're gonna have to, uh, because that's the the route they're taking. Yes, and, I trust um, the
0: United States government as well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
1: as I as I sit here not glancing off to the side of me as my tax returns and um, having PTSD about about that too. So, but um, no, I, you know, if you if man, I wonder if that. I I wonder – I'll have to look and see if the Dewey Robinson thing is – maybe it – hopefully even made it to YouTube or something because it was such a good interview they did with him down at spring training in between innings or during – actually during innings of a game. And um, one thing that stood out to me with him, and it's something that I'm going to try to do a little bit better with, is I tend to be very kind of old school with my approach with – development with guys right uh i don't like some of the new stuff some of the analytical side of it it's it's just uh, some of it seems a little hokey to me and dewey robinson is not a young man and i don't want to guess how old he is but i believe it would start with a six maybe um as far as his age, and he's been in baseball a long time, and it really took me by surprise how open he was to the whole analytics and development side of things from that from that standpoint. So I, I think they're in good hands, you know, and I think they've got some good people in place. We're going to find out again here in spring training and throughout the right. season there's going to be a couple guys that we're either going to – they're either going to help fix – or we're going to cycle through them like we did last year with the Chad Cools and the Stephen Brault's of the world. And that's the process.
0: I mean, analytics are cool. And I think we're starting to see them introduced into mainstream sports, a whole heck of a lot more, all of them. Yeah. And, you know, with the exception of pro football focus, Smitty, I can't think of any bad application. So <laughs> in, in all sincerity though, um, What are you seeing here? I mean, are you seeing any young players get better? I think we've seen some signs that Mitch Keller's taking a little bit of a turn. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Cole Tucker too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cole Tucker. um, How about the guy that we're clamoring for to, you know, not that he wasn't, you know, doing this already prior to this year, but like, what about a guy that we're clamoring for to open up the season on the roster and O'Neal Cruz? You know, how much has changed under this, this regime? For him as well. I mean, you know, system, for me,
0: he's been in the system learning for three uh, years. So yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. For me, it's just it's going to be results based, which we haven't seen a whole lot of. So yeah, I'll put my faith there until I have reason not to. As long as I'm seeing positive things happen, uh, like with Mitch Keller, like with Cole Tucker, who are kind of in like that that last chance to prove it this year, if they're going to be anything.
0: Right, and I mean, I, I I go back to the Dewey Robinson conversation too because. There's just something, um, and and you know maybe this is a little bit of hero worship. Um, and I'll be blunt: I didn't know who the hell he was before they hired him. I obviously have looked into him. Oh, now. he's
2: sixty-six, by the way, which is a great sign for Pittsburgh. Lemieux, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, awesome! Be great.
0: Awesome. Well, well, I don't even know why we need to waste another minute. Yes, it's going to work, Doug.
2: <laughs> Sixty.
0: No, but I mean, when I listen to his interview, though, you know, you, you're coming from an organization that I think pretty much everybody in baseball says is doing it the best, at least as far as this aspect goes. I know we often will hear like the Dodgers are super good at development too, and they are, but the Dodgers can also afford to block those guys forever if they want to and not bring them up until they're absolutely positively sure they're ready because they don't need them. Mm-hmm. you know like like a team like Tampa does or a team like the Pirates do. So when Dewey Robinson comes in and he starts talking about all the things that were already in place that he liked and thought were better than where he was. Yeah, I I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> and maybe that's irrational, but that guy doesn't come here unless he knows it's what he wants. And and I'm I'm pretty happy about that. I think they've been getting inventive too. I think they've been trying some creative things. We talked to Alex about the goggles and the fungo bats and all that jazz that they're doing down there. It seems to really be taken for some guys. Like look at the left left on left swings that some of these guys are taking. Like those aren't timid left on left swings that that I'm seeing out of guys like Yoshi. That's good stuff. You know, that's good kind of training that that I think we're seeing.
1: Well, and, and it is, I mean, we've, we've mentioned two big guys here, which is Keller and Cruz. I mean, those are the guys you absolutely can't afford to screw up. You know, you've got to get those guys headed in the right direction and producing. And, um, so far so good with Cruz, because I don't think people realize, man, you got a guy that's six foot seven, there's a lot that can go wrong with a swing path. It's true. And, and, um, you know how you approach hitting. Um, so th- they put in they've put in some good work with him. Um, it's ironic, and we touched on this before we, we we did this segment was with Keller, is that some of this stuff appears to be stuff he's had to figure out on his own, or with additional help. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they'll be they'll be judged. On whether it works, regardless whether that's fair or not, right. they've got to take it from here.
0: Well, see, I wanted, I wanted Eckstein fired last year. I think I was pretty clear about that um, because I, I felt like he was trying to make all the hitters pretty much practice the same approach. It was all about taking as many pitches as you could, trying to work a walk, waiting for that perfect strike in that little box that you mentally create yourself over the strike zone. And I didn't think it was working for everybody. I thought it was pigeonholing a lot of them into striking out. So that swap into Andy Hain is great. The other swap that that I thought was coming all hinged on Mitch Keller and still does. To me, Oscar Morin is tied to Mitch Keller. If he can't make him work, I think he's done. And I think that even counts if Rwanzi comes up here and does okay. Because that's three years, and you haven't produced anything, you got to produce something, so if Mitch Keller produces okay, I think Marin gets another year. I think we'll see what happens there and and I think you start to call this development system at least on the surface a success. It's starting to show signs at least,
2: mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, I think you find uh, you go and get Mitch Keller's off-season pitching coach and bring him in as the <laughs> yeah. pitching coach.
1: Yeah. Hey, it, it's hard to argue with it right now, you know. And 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 I will say too, like what has always kind of fascinated me with some of this is when you get um, organizations in or coaches that kind of try to do this one approach for all. Yeah. It it, it never seems. T- for me to be the way to go. I think you can like, let's just take hitting for example, and what Eckstein was trying to, you know, implement, which, which by the way, is probably
0: 2019. Yes, it worked.
1: And that's what they wanted him to do. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not just something he just wildly came up with on his own. That's the, the, the route, the route, the organization wanted to take. The problem with that is, is when you do that with something like hitting, is I think you can make, you can make some bad hitters into good hitters, and you can make good hitters into bad hitters by by forcing them into things that they're not comfortable doing. And I and I've always hated that kind of that rigidness, especially in baseball, uh, and especially with hitting. I think mechanically, pitching wise, you've got to stay in some kind of similar path and pattern and um, you've got arms that you're worried about protecting and things of that nature but hitting, man I, I, I'll tell you, I think um, sitting down with a guy and coming up with like almost like a, a game plan separately is the way to go.
0: I've always thought and my old hitting coach in high school used to tell me this all the time. Not, not about me at all because I wasn't very good but
1: I'm he taking a drink. Don't make me
0: laugh. Gary. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to ruin your wife's work computer, all right? <laughs> so he would uh he would look at me and he'd go, You know, you don't you don't beat the special out of somebody to make them mediocre. Mm. We had one kid on our team who was just really special hitter for real, but he looked funky when he was hitting. He kinda hit like Eric Davis back in the day, if you remember his stance with the Reds, kept his hands real low and everything didn't make any sense, you know. Mm-hmm. All the, all the moving parts just came together somehow. And I'd always say, like, why don't you yell at him about his technique because he was always beating up on me. And you'd go, because you don't beat the special out of somebody to make them mediocre, son. You're mediocre all on your own. You know? <laughs> <So> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there's a there's a real fine line, I think, especially in, in, in baseball, um, that, boy, you've got to be able to know when to tweak and when to just let uh, – god continue to do his work you know so
0: so hey guys that's call your shot and we'd really like you to participate so what we want you to do just send us a video to uh we'd prefer email i think that's the easiest you can do that with your smartphone super easy just take a quick 30 second video of yourself it goes over a little bit we're not going to beat you up but um 30 seconds is what we prefer ask us a question give us a topic that you want us to discuss any- Give us a comment about something we talked about the week before. We don't care. Email it to... Anything. Yeah. Email it to PiratesFanForum at Yahoo.com. Um, and then we'll send it on to Eddie and make him do extra hard work because, you know, he needs to do stuff.
1: Yeah, he has to earn that money. And, <laughs> you know, like, there are plenty of... there. Look, there are plenty of things we don't think to talk about or, hey, that you don't disagree with. Right. Feel Feel free, like, you know it's not going to hurt us if you don't agree with something and we love to have a debate about it. So, right. you know, if something comes up, you got a question or a comment, just send it our way and uh, we'll be glad to discuss it. So, yep.
0: and the other reason we're doing it too, is I've heard from a lot of people that tried to get on the show. They're not comfortable with sitting here and trying to have the whole half hour conversation and sit down. I understand that. Give me 30 seconds. I guarantee you'll feel more comfortable and then maybe you'll come on in the future. That's what we're kind of trying to do is just expand the family a little bit. So do it, to it. Really looking forward to some more videos coming in. Uh, can't wait to see what you got in mind. And Smitty around the four, one, two has been pretty awesome, especially the part where Tyler is away with his <laughs> wife, just enjoying his life. Oh, that's so getting all about it. And you're probably paying him and, and and the show is just going downhill and into utter disarray with Eddie and Danny cutting it up for an hour mm-hmm. and a half.
1: You should have yeah. made him do a segment live on location there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, uh,
1: just to just to you know um, make sure he's not having too much of a good time.
2: You know no, what? He probably would have. His wife, I don't know how she would have felt, but he probably would have been willing to do so.
0: Seriously, the show's been great, though. Even like I really enjoyed the Steelers talk with with all the, the free agency. Man, the NFL makes you jealous as a Pirates guy. You know, just talking about everything that's moving around that league constantly. So uh, what can people look forward to on your show this week?
2: Yeah, uh, well, this week Tyler's going to be back after a two-week hiatus. So Top he's going to be on... Um, I think we're going to have a lot more pens talk this week than we did last week because the trade deadline happened after our show, so we're going to finally get to talk about that edition of Ricard Raquel. Um, Still obviously be some Steelers talk as well, maybe a little bit of Pirates thrown in there at the beginning, I don't know, but uh, Tyler's back, I think we're going to have Hunter Hodes on, Um, and then, yeah, I I know that I've been bringing it up to you guys, but definitely before opening day,
1: we got to get you guys on as well, so. Let's
0: do it. No deal, man, we'll definitely
1: do that. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about Raquel cuz that that dude man does he look He could have two
2: goals he could he could have had two goals last night especially the one in overtime but yeah excited to talk about it. It's kind of cool
0: cuz we just played them. So, you know, you kind of got to to see a little bit of that. Um mm-hmm. Not too long ago, I I'm excited to see how he fits in. That's always the the scary part about the trade deadline weird. in the NHL.
2: I know that this isn't a hockey show, but how weird! It's a weird situation because I mean, it's had to have happened in the past, but I'm like thinking back in my recent memory, and I don't recall a guy having to play two games before he's had a single like practice with the team, or even they said he didn't even like take a pre-game skate or anything like that. So it's or a morning skate. Like it's yeah. just odd to have to try to just jump in there. And he's looked pretty good. I mean, he hasn't looked out of place.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like when you play with a freelancer though, it kind of, it kind of just comes together, you know? Yeah. And I think Mike Sullivan's general philosophy is simple enough that people can jump in and play it. I just don't think it, they can execute it until they understand how serious he is about it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So
0: it's interesting how different it is
1: between sports too. I mean, you get a guy coming in to play baseball, I don't care if he's, hasn't had any sleep and just got there five minutes before you can throw him a bat and a helmet and tell him to get in there and pinch hit. You know, it's pretty much up to you, dude. If you can get a hit, it is different in some other sports. So, uh, um, can they,
2: can they play that Rick Eckstein system? I don't know. Can you throw a bat (laughs) and just say, Hey, look at as many pitches as possible.
0: Well, they definitely don't need to anymore, (laughs) but fortunately Ben Charrington's always getting DFA guys who do that on purpose just to make Oh, perfect. (laughs) But, uh, you know, enter Vogelback and his OBA, right? He gets on base. Anyways, uh, Jim, how do people get a hold of you, brother?
1: Yeah, man. Pittsburgh 24-7, Twitter 24-7, Steelers, Pitt, Pirates, Penguins. Um, Always looking forward to talking to people Uh, and uh, just – another good show guys smitty appreciate you coming on buddy and we'll gladly return the favor anytime you know that
0: yeah of course and smitty it was really good having you on man i really appreciate the different perspective um sometimes we get a little almost too nerdy on this show i need to <laughs> need to pull it back a little bit and realize that not everybody is is watching every one of these dumb little transactions and caring about it so good to have somebody like you on i appreciate you being here
2: yeah thanks as always guys anytime
0: All right, everybody. Without further ado, since we've already went a little long, take it away, Ben. Yes, your but!